Today's episode is sponsored by More Labs. More Labs offers vegan and gluten-free supplements with proven ingredients to help you fight everyday stressors. Hangovers can be rough. Morning recovery is designed to reduce the negative effects after drinking and boost your body's natural response to post-alcohol recovery. Aqua Plus Probiotics and Aqua Plus Immunity are hydration mix options to help with gut health or immune health. Lacking energy? Check out Liquid Focus, a better-for-you energy drink that's designed to boost focus and provide clean, smooth energy. Sleep is the key to the best version of yourself, so try Dream Well, a holistic shot made to help you fall asleep quickly and give you a better night's rest. Can't decide? The Life Hack Pack is a variety pack containing their morning recovery, liquid focus, and dream well. Use the code GJWT to get 20% off when you check out at morelabs.com. That's GJWT at morelabs.com. Hey everyone, today we're joined by Sprout Laws founder, Nicole Swartz. And the episode starts in three, two, one. Hello everyone, I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Welcome back, everybody. Today we have Nicole Swartz, who's the founder of Sprout Law. Nicole, welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now, before we get into your business, can we talk about how you first got into law and what you may have been doing before you were doing law? Absolutely. So it's pretty funny story. I got out of law school and I was like, oh, I don't think I like law at all. It's terrible. Hated it. Um, and I was working with like like tech and startup laws and a lot of startup bros. And I was just like, eh, I'm not feeling it. So I started a skincare line completely just like randomly scrolling Pinterest one night, <laughs> found a recipe and was like, cool, let's try this. And I started selling them at festivals. Like literally I was making them in my kitchen, selling them at festivals. And it turned into a business like somehow. Wow. Um. And so we were in, we started out at, at craft fairs and festivals and all that kind of stuff and really like tested it out. I mean, it was like one of those things where I would put out like 10 different scents of products and people would come up and be like, oh, that one smells terrible. And the next thing they'd be like, oh, I like that one. So I, I kind of like was able to figure out who my audience was and what they liked and all that kind of stuff. So it was great. And then we got into a bunch of stores um, and then like two years later, we were a full-time business and all that kind of stuff. And then I actually lost my brand because um, somebody had a trademark for my brand name. And I didn't know, like I was an attorney at that point, but I was like, I'm too busy getting sales and trying to get Instagram followers and all that right. kind of stuff. 
Um, so I just wasn't thinking about it. And then, um, it was right after we were in the golden globes gift bags, which was like, my mom was like calling me like, you're on extra TV right now. And like all this stuff. And I had, I had no idea. And somebody saw us obviously getting all this press and they were like, Hey, this is my trademark. You're using my brand. And I was like, Oh, that's a thing. Like I had no idea. Um, so I got an, I woke up to like an email one day, uh, that was just like, Hey, you have 30 days to rebrand everything. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, how, how is this real? Um, and then I realized like trademarks were actually important and a thing. And so I started talking to a lot of my friends about it, like, you know, just in business, you all know, like you just meet a lot of awesome women. And so I was talking to all my friends about it and they were like, wait, what is this? Like nobody really knew what it was about. Mm-hmm. And so I started working with a lot of women. Like they were like, Hey, can you help me get a trademark? Can you help me do this? Um, and I just really loved it so much. Like I, it was like, this is why I went into law. This is what I love so much about it. Um, so I just fully went back into law, sold my beauty business and started Sprout Law, which is a law firm for women entrepreneurs and women um, creatives. So that's where we are. That's really cool that you had a little skincare, co- well, not little, but a skincare company before. But it's unfortunate that you had to, you know, step back from that. But it turned out for the better because now you have another business helping other businesses. Yeah, it was a bummer at the time. But like now as I zoom out, I'm like, oh, I actually see, you know, I see how it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can probably say you have one of the most unique processes for getting into law or the unique story. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so you've created Sprout Law. And can you give our listeners like a high level overview um, of what all the terms and definitions are for things that you cover at Sprout Raw? Yeah, absolutely. So um, kind of the first thing, like the main thing that we do is trademarks, as I was just saying. So basically that means that um, I I didn't realize this as I was an entrepreneur, obviously, but like only one company can really, or one person can own the right to use this brand name for your industry. So like for Sprout Law, for example, like we we have a trademark for it. So we're the only people who can use Sprout Law or like Sprout Legal or anything like that. Um, and actually just was an issue like a couple weeks ago where we found somebody who was like trying to be Sprout Law and we had to be like, no, wait, that's my business. Like you're not allowed to use it. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it kind of got to be like on the other side of that cease and desist letter. But um, but basically like it's, it's owning your brand and making sure that you're the only person who can use it because, you know, there's two of you and two people that have the same exact company name as you, that gets really confusing. And, um, you know, people will like tag other people on Instagram or they'll go to, you know, their site to buy things, whatever. So, um, so that's like the main thing that we do is trademarks. Um, other things that we do are contracts. So we have contract templates on our website um, for, you know, like client agreements, um, influencer agreements, website policies, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we do some company formation too. So like LLCs, corporations for um and and that's really for when you want to um not be personally liable for your business so just like a quick uh, quick breakdown of what that means is um if you're just operating right now and you like haven't registered anything totally fine but um you are personally liable for everything that happens so like if you were to get sued or anything tragic like that then your personal assets can be used to like pay for that so Mm. bank accounts cars houses whatever like like millennials own any of those, right? We're all yeah, like, oh, really? I wow. wish I had. <laughs> like, I wish I had enough assets to be seized. That'd be awesome. But um, but anyways, that's like the downside of it. And then when you file like this LLC or this corporation, then 
um, your personal assets are safe and all that good stuff. So that's kind of an overview of what we do, all the things that we that we work on. Very cool. Now, what inspired to be you to be a resource for women and not, you know, be a resource for like men also, but specifically for women? Yeah. So a couple of things like we we do have some men clients. Um, really, I just started out and all of my friends were women, all the women that all the people that I knew in business were women because it was like my friends would be like, oh, you need to meet this other woman. She has a business and people would, you know, kind of hook us up. And so everyone I knew that had a business was a woman. And so I was like, oh, I'm just working constantly with women. And then um, the first couple of years of my business, actually, like I didn't really niche down at all. I was just like, oh, we just do, you know, small business law. And it was really hard to like get traction and like find people um, and get clients. It was all like people my mom knew. It was all like, you know, like friends, <laughs> sending friends their way and like my own friends, but, um, it was hard to get like strangers on the internet to find you and to, to recommend you and talk about you and want to come book with you. So, um, about two years in, I like niched down and was like, wait, I'm already working with like 99% women anyways. Why don't I just make this like a woman focused, um, law firm as, as like a way to, to stand out and, um, stuff like that. So I just decided to niche down and that's really been so great for for my brand and for the business and all that kind of stuff. So I'm 100% on board with niching. So what else other than niching did you have to do to kind of get your name and get your brand out there for people to to come and find you? Um, So much time writing blog posts and on Instagram. Like I know the blog posts are not fun. They're not fun for me to write. They're not fun for anybody to write. But that was really like, that was really it. I got so many clients in the beginning being like, oh, you wrote a blog about how to start a subscription service. And like, I have a subscription service. So that's like why I came to you. Um, So really it was just like blogging. And I read this stat um, when I was first starting that was like, if you blog every single day for 30 days, like your website traffic increases by like 2000% or 4000% or something like crazy. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to blog every day for 30 days. And so I did it. And at the end of it, like I had so many clients and I was like, I can't blog like for another six months, like (laughs) (laughs) overload. Yeah. So blogging was really it for me. And it wasn't like, um, I did this like 10 years ago in like the blogging heyday. Like I, this was just like two or three years ago that I did it. So I think blogging still works. It works for me. Yeah. A blog a day for 30 days. That sounds like a lot. So what, what all do the, um, the blogs topics cover? Um, so originally I started out being like, let me tell you all about trademarks and copyrights. And they were like very like legal nerdy type things. And nobody wanted to read those obviously. (laughs) So I kind of shifted it. And a lot of the blog posts I write now are like how to, how to start like a subscription service or like how to start an apparel company. And it's like kind of the legal things that you need to think about when you're doing that. Um, and those are like usually the best ones. Or like when we're talking about trademarks, it's like how to pick a brand name um, or how to like find out if your brand name is available before you start running with it like I did. Makes sense. Yeah. It's been like, it's been a learning curve of like what to write about because a lot of the things that you write about, like nobody wants to read. And then you learn like, oh, I'm going to have to shift it and not talk about like the boring legal part, but talk about like what people actually care about, which is like how to solve their problems. Yep. Trying to make it more applicable to the broader population. Yeah. hundred percent. So other than researching like a name for your business to make sure it's that you can use it, what are one of the first things someone should be doing when they decide they want to start a business? Like what steps should they be taking? Yeah. I think like this isn't a specifically like legal answer, but I think the business plan is really helpful because a lot of the decisions that you make um, 
long-term. Like I just know when I started out, I didn't really have a business plan. And then I was like, had, I had real trouble making decisions with things. Um, and I wasn't sure like, okay, if I say yes to this, like, does that even get me any closer to like what I want to be? Um, but also like from a legal perspective that helps because a lot of the decisions that you make, like, should I be an LLC or should I be a corporation? Like that all depends on your personal goals for your business. Um, and if you want like investors and what you want that to look like. So before you can really make any legal decisions, I think, and, and any business decisions, I think the business plan is probably like step number one. I'm like a huge proponent in that because I just love it. I have my business plan like printed and I keep it on my desk and I like look at it all the time. Whenever I don't know what to do, I like look at it and I'm like, does this get me to whatever my goal is? And most of the time it's no, but I want to do it anyways. And I have to be like, nope. Stick with the plan. So let's say if one of our listeners is wanting to start a business, what are some things that they should be aware of or things that they should do before going public? So you mentioned having a business plan, checking for the trademarks. Um, Are there other watch outs? Yeah, I think some other things to think about are like, you know, obviously like when you check, make make sure that your brand name is available and, you know, checking um, Instagram and checking like the domain name and like locking all those down are super important. Um, and then I think some contracts can be helpful. Like it kind of depends on what business you have, but you know, before you start like working with, um, either like clients or customers, like before you start taking anybody's money, it's just a good idea to have a contract in there. Um, even if it's like online sales, for example, like if you have a course or if you have like a membership or selling eBooks or something like that, um, you know, having like a customer terms and conditions on your website is helpful to like make sure that, you know, you know, like they know like what the return policy is and all that stuff. And one thing that people don't really um, think about in terms of like websites is if you are selling anything on your website and you have, you know, like your FAQs that have like your return policy, whatever, those aren't really binding um, unless you put them in your cart and you have that little button that says like, I've read these terms and conditions and people have to check it. Like that's what makes your return policy binding. So if you want things to be non-refundable or, you know, for like digital products, make sure you have that that in there. That's like a specific thing, but just to give you an example of like times when contracts are, are actually helpful. Yeah, no, I'm thinking back to times in which I've had to return things and, and they were non-refundable because it did have that disclosure statement. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what would the consultation be like with your business? Like we're a new, we're a podcast, but eventually we would like it to be like a brand. So say we went to you, what would you talk about? What would you help us with? Well, so let's mock it right now. Like, let's go. Okay, great. Okay, so, yeah. Absolutely. Let's so do it. we have free consultations that we do every Tuesday and Thursdays, 30 minutes. It's free. It's with me. And we'll just chat on the phone. We do via phone calls. Um, so usually I'll just be like, hey, tell me about your business. And then why do you guys tell me about your business? Like, tell me what you're thinking. Well, I'll go first. Um, we started it because we wanted like our conversations that we normally have Um, because we're both um, from different states and we live in different states, but we talk to each other all the time about the stuff that we're talking about on the podcast. So we were like, let's just make a podcast for people, for specifically millennial women, to be a resource for them with different steps of their lives, different chapters, and see what they like about us maybe they have questions about you know buying a house or maybe they want to start a business or maybe they just want to have a holistic lifestyle so we're kind of all over the place but we've niched it down to more a millennial lifestyle for women like the best being the best version of yourself got you okay 
So it's the podcast now. And then yeah. what do you see for the future? What are you dreaming of? Um, nay. Mm, that is a tough question because we're so new and early on into the podcast. It's, it's a little bit difficult to think big, but I know that that's a question that we need to be asking ourselves and, and kind of pushing against ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like Diana said, we are very passionate when it comes to like lifestyle, beauty and wellness, dating relationships. And we feel like it's very relatable for people of our age group to be talking and chatting about. Um, so definitely continuing on with the podcast. Mm, man, you are putting me on the spot, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you an example of like we so we filed trademarks for a lot of different podcasts. And a lot of times, like other things that we include in the application are, you know, we'll list like the podcast and we'll list all the different topics that they talk about. So like you were talking about like relationships, money, like so many different things, personal development, growth, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then we also list things like like blogs, newsletters, um, videos, apparel. Sometimes people really love mugs. Um, That's always in the list. Um, And just like providing information, all that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of room for you guys to to grow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think we could grow into apparel for sure because people are always buying, I feel like, apparel with, they want something with different sayings on it. And I think yeah. we could have a lot of success doing that. So I think apparel is on the horizon maybe. And like you said, mugs too, or tumblers or maybe mm. other things. So I think going in that direction would probably be the next step, but I'm not sure like what else we would venture into. Gotcha. Yeah. And then in terms of like, if we're, if we're doing a consultation <laughs> mock up here, uh, so then I, we'd probably talk about like what, whether you should be an LLC or a corporation. Uh, we'll probably talk about like, when is it, when does it make sense to file a trademark? Because like trademarks are, they're expensive. It's an expensive process and there's, a lot of like time and work that goes into it. So it's like, when does that actually make sense? And when is it like too early to, to mm-hmm. do and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's it. Yeah. So you mentioned that trademarks are pretty pricey. Can you give like a ballpark range? Yeah. So, okay. So basically we start out with like step one is a trademark search and that's, um, so our pricing for it, you know, it varies with everybody, but our pricing right. for it is $59. And that takes um, like three to four days to run. And that's important because we just want to make sure that your name is available, that it looks good before you go through like the whole process because they don't issue refunds if you get denied. They just like take all your money. So it's like a real oh, honor. They do. Yeah, I know. So we are like, let's make sure it's like actually worth it before you go through it. So um, so we'll do the search and then I'll tell you like it looks good or I'll tell you if it's like this doesn't look good and you need to rebrand and it's very sad, but we'll be in it together. Awesome. So that's kind of step one. Um, and then, you know, when you go to file it, that usually takes like a week to put that together. The filing fee that you pay to the trademark office is usually $230, but it kind of depends on what you're protecting. Um, mm-hmm. Just to like give you an example, like podcasts are $230. Um, they're in like one class of services and then um, apparel is like in another. So it'd be like $230 for like each one. Okay. Um, gotcha. It's not like $230 for like every single thing that you're protecting, but by a class kind of. Okay. Right. So you Um, can't just have one brand name in one category and think it's going to cover everything. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can, I would say that like most of the time you can, most of the time we can, we can combine it in ways strategically, but a lot of times, like if you're going to be doing, you know, 50 different things and they're probably going to be in a lot of different categories. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, We try to combine it the best we can. Cause like, I don't want you to spend all of your money on filing fees, but 
Um, but yeah, just know that like 230 is an estimate, could be like 460, just depending on what you got. Um, but then we file it with the trademark. It takes them three months to file it because it's the government and they want to take forever. So it takes them three months. They kind of just um, review it. Most of the time they deny it. So it's 84% of the time gets denied initially. And then we go back and forth with them to um, change things that they want to change. Or sometimes we need to make arguments, um, stuff like that. Then they put it on a website for 30 days and it gives other people a chance to object to it. So we kind of deal with that, monitor that, negotiate with other people. Then it's approved. So it's kind of like a long process. And then um, our fees for it are 1200 And so that, so it's 59 for the search, 230 for the filing fee, 1200 for our package. And that includes the application going back and forth with the trademark office and then publication. So altogether, it's um, our package is 1489 And then we have a no interest, no fee monthly payment plan that we do, which is five monthly payments of 298 Okay. So- it's expensive. It nice. takes a long time. It's like four to six months. Usually it's, I would say six months is probably the average. Um, and so sometimes it doesn't make sense to do it because like you're still in the beginning of the mm-hmm. business and you're like, I don't know like what this is going to be yet. Like, I don't know what to include. I don't know if it's worth protecting. I'm like, I'm just trying it out. Um, and then sometimes you're like, I know that I want this name. I know that I want this business and like, I haven't launched it yet but I want to do it anyways. And some people are like, I'm in year five and now it's time. Like it just really depends on the person and how much risk you feel like you're comfortable with. Like I always say just as somebody who's been through the rebranding process, like when you know that you don't want to have to rebrand things, like that's when you want to get a trademark. Cause if you don't have the trademark, there's always a possibility that somebody else could come and trademark it before you. Now you have to like fight them for the name and it's the whole thing. So when, it, yeah, okay. when you don't want to rebrand it, that's when it's time for the trademark. That's kind of, how I feel about okay. it. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you what you suggest, but that, that makes sense. If you're already feeling pretty confident that you're not going to want to change it later on, might as well get the ball rolling on that process. Yeah. I feel like it's like a gut feeling yeah. of like, when you're like, okay, I know that this is the name I want, then, then it's time. Yeah. We're definitely not in that stage quite yet. I think we're in the very beginning stages, but we're comfortable with where we are and we're fine with what we have right now. But I think in the future, it would be great possibly to work with you and to like revamp our brand for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think you guys are like in a, in a great spot of trying to figure out, like doing a lot of different things and trying to figure out what it's going to be like. Yeah. First. And I think that makes sense to do that first. So what are the clients like that you've worked with? Like what types of businesses are they coming from? Um, so all kinds really, like really interesting um, apparel brands cosmetic brands, um, like CBD brands, um, software companies, apps, what else? Um, like social media agencies, a lot of podcasts, a lot of people in um, personal growth and development. Um, it's kind of interesting, like with trademarks, there's always certain industries that are like really popular. Um, and so usually it's like apparel, bath and body, podcasts, CBD, and um, anything like business coaching or life coaching or personal development, like those are like so popular. So if you're in one of those industries, I think that's probably where like 90% of our clients are just because there's so many people, like hundreds of people a day file trademarks in these categories. So I always say like, if you're in one of those areas, like maybe that moves up your timeline for when you want to trademark just because they're so popular that if you wait on it, there's like a, a better chance that somebody else might grab it first. Yep. No, that makes sense. You've got a wide variety of clients though. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. And then like we have a whole niche of like 
travel agents. Like there's oh. a lot of travel travel clients, which like they just came to us and they're awesome. So it's like I guess we we do travel agency a lot now. Like I was not expecting this, but that's kind of the fun part of running your own business is like the things that just come up where you're like didn't plan this but it's awesome <laughs> come on in so, yeah we, we even have like some clients who are like witches and they're like hey we want to start like a witch business i'm like all right let's go whoa that's that's interesting <laughs> yeah a lot of different business types so what resources do you offer on your website say before someone like us again were starting out like we downloaded i think the speaker agreement off of your website So what other resources do you um, share before working with you? Well, I've I've got all those blog posts that I was writing. (laughs) So there's like, there's a lot of blog posts on there. Everything from like how to start different types of businesses, like how to start a podcast, how to start um, a service business, how to start an apparel brand, how to start a beauty brand. Like they're, they're all there. It's at sproutlaw.com slash blog. Um, and then there's also ones like how to how to run a trademark search, how to tell if your name is available, how the trademark process works, um, how, how copyrights work, like any legal question that you have, like how to form LLCs, when do you need an S-corp? Like it's all there on the blog. So if you have questions, that's probably the first place to go. Um, we also have downloads if you want something that's like a little bit more in-depth. So we have free downloads. Um, they're also, you'll also find them at sproutlaw.com slash blog. They're right there at the top. And we have some that are like how to run a trademark search. So if you actually want like, a template that will take you through the process and stuff like that. Or we also have like a small business legal checklist. If you just want like, if you just want like someone to tell you what you need to do, that's the place to go. And then as you were just mentioning, we have um, the templates. So we have contract templates. Those are all $49 for um, different contracts in the shop. So things like the speaker agreement, influencer agreement. um, What else do we have? Like a wholesale agreement. There's just like 30 different types of agreements for all kinds of businesses that you can download there too. That's really helpful. Cause I mean, actually one of our other guests introduced us to your website for the speaker agreement. She was like, you should get this, especially since you have podcast guests, you should buy this. It's not that expensive. And so I was like really happy that we found you because I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. I find that it's very beneficial and people act weird sometimes. So it's definitely good to have a little agreement contract. Yeah. It just like, you know, just makes, makes you feel a little bit better in terms of your peace of mind of like knowing that you're not going to have to deal with any craziness on the back end. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your day like running your business, like a typical day from when you get up and um, when you call it a day, what do you do in between those two times? So I normally work from home even before all this stuff happens. So I usually just, um, I have a little home office. We have like a two bedroom. So I go into my home office to work. Um, but usually it's like my, my partner will make breakfast. I mean, he's usually making breakfast. I'm usually com- conversating with him. Like I'm not actually participating. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll make breakfast. We'll usually walk our dogs. We have two um, pit bull rescues that are Aww. our little chunky little babies. Um, so we'll walk <laughs> them around and then um, I'll go to work. And the first thing that I do, I have this huge whiteboard. I'm in love with it. It's like, it's like 60 inches or something. It's like basically the size of like a giant flat screen TV, but it's like a whiteboard. And I will always write out my to-do list on that of like, what are my priorities for the day? And I'm that person that's going to write like 50 things on it, like, and expect myself to get all of them done every single day. And then I get really frustrated (laughs) when I can't. So what I'm working on now is like, what are your priorities for the day? Like, what's the one 
like big thing that you want to accomplish and like prioritizing that. And that was even a struggle for me like this morning because I was, I wrote, I had this whole list where I literally wrote like 20 things and I had to be like, no, you're not doing that. You're doing the one thing that you're prioritizing, like get on it. Um, so the first yeah. thing I do is like try to clean off my desk and I um, get my to-do list for the day. And then usually I will have, you know, client projects that I'm working on. Um, I try to stay out of my email as much as possible, but like, it always sucks me back into it of like, <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. It's just like, man. yeah, it's like, how do I, I'm also like, I, I love the idea of being a zero inbox person. So I'm always trying to get to zero and I can never, I can never get to zero. Yeah, it's that's, very it's hard. hard. Yeah. yeah, that's how I am too. It'll it'll drive you mad. It does. Yeah, I go crazy. So <laughs> I'm really just trying to like stay out of it. I have um I have a virtual assistant now, so she's like handles that. But I still find myself spending hours in my email inbox. But trying to be better at that. Um, and then I'll usually take a break for lunch. It's it's nice, you know, now that we are all working from home, or some of us are working from home. Um, I'll have you know lunch with my family, and then we'll um go back to work. Usually I'll have client appointments in the afternoon. So this is when we do our consultations or if we have to call clients and stuff like that. Um, and then I try to end work at six, but I always end up working after six. Like I always do. I always do. I can't. (laughs) It's so, yeah, it's so bad. The other thing that has, um, really been helpful for me too, though, in terms of like self-care stuff is I, I set a, um, timer on my phone every day at 1230, which is like my meditation time. So I'll take like 10 minutes to just like breathe. Um, Cause I noticed that bef- if I don't do that, like at the end of the day, I'm just like, why am I so anxious? Why am I so panicky? And it's like, Oh, cause you haven't like right. drank any water today and you haven't actually like taken a breath <laughs> like in eight hours. Yeah. That, that's a good tip. I might have to start doing that. I I'm good about drinking water, but the whole, just like pausing, like closing my eyes, shutting off. Not so good at it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Even with the even with the notification on my phone, I'm like, no, I always want to be like, no, not right now. I don't have time. Um, but I have to like force myself to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, a lot of our other guests have suggested meditation as their way to like decompress and like have something that can help them focus without having to be like da 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 all the time. So that's a really good tip that you said. Yeah, I have the app um, Budify on my phone. I think it's like maybe three dollars or. I can't remember something like that, but they have these meditations on there that are like so incredible. Like they, no matter what state of like, I get really anxious when I fly, for example. And when I put one of those apps on, when I'm like on a flight, I'm just like so calm. Like it's incredible what it does. So highly recommend Budify or any meditation app. Cause I can't like sit there in silence. I would go crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's like a level of advance that I am just not. Um, So like right now we're in the era of all things social media related. And with that comes influencers wanting to do partnerships with companies. Um, So what recommendations can you give to those that are wanting to pitch themselves or wanting to pitch their brands to partnership opportunities? Oh, that's a really good question. I have like sort of two thoughts on them. Like one of them is like how to pitch successfully. And one of them is like the legal kind of stuff around that. But um, I think in terms of like pitching successfully, what has always worked for me is like, because I started out wanting to do like speaking engagements and wanting to do like guest posts and stuff. And for the first two years, I just totally bombed. Um, I would send out, have you heard of the like um, Harrow, H-A-R-O, it's called Help a Reporter Out. No. And it's like this free, oh, you got to check it out. It's This is like where I get all of my press. This is like my 
my best kept secret. It's not a secret because I tell everyone, <laughs> um, but it's called H-A-R-O, Help a Reporter Out. And it's this free newsletter and they will send you like emails. I think it's like three times a day. So it's a little much. Most of the time I delete them. But anytime that somebody needs a source for something, like they need a quote, they, they will put it in this newsletter. So like three times a day, you'll get a list of every like every reporter who needs to quote somebody in an article. Um, so that's how I've been in like the Washington Post and Forbes and like what else? Bustle and Girl Boss and like any other publication that you've heard of, like they're in here and they're just like looking for people to quote. So that's oh. like a great way to get press. Yeah. And it's free and it's great. So I tried pitching on that for like two years, like every day with like crickets, like nothing. And then finally I was like, wait, it's me. Like I'm the problem. I got to figure <laughs> this out. So I totally flipped my pitch because it used to be like, here's everything about me and why you should, why you should care about me and whatever. And what I started doing instead was like, they'll usually ask a question. So they'll be like, I'm looking for someone to talk about like this topic or I I need somebody to talk about like this current thing that's going on. And so I used to be like, let me tell you all about me and why I'm qualified to talk about that. Um, But instead I flipped it to like, let me just tell you what you need to know about that topic. Like, let me answer your question. Um, And it takes like a little bit more time to do that because you have to kind of like come up with a creative answer to the question. But, um, but if you, pick something that's kind of like they can copy and paste it, like make it super easy for them, then that's been like the thing that works the best for me. So, um, so I think when you're pitching, like really focus on what can you do for them? Or like if I'm pitching like a speaking engagement or something like that, um, it's never about like my qualifications. So always like, here's what your audience will learn. Here's what, here's like the takeaways that they'll get from it. Right. Um, so I think like always focusing on that part of it. And then for, um, you know, for influencer partnerships and stuff like that, I think whether you're an influencer or you're a brand, it always makes sense to have um, a partnership agreement with each other, like a brand partnership agreement, just because there's so many things that come up that you don't, you're not really thinking about um, where you're just like, oh yeah, I'll I'll post or, or, you know, like, yeah, we'll have this influencer post. And then it's like, okay, wait, is it a post or is it like a story or is it multiple stories? Or if like the brand wants to share it, like, can they share it? And then it just gets like, yeah, there's just like, yeah, it gets so jumbled and then it it's like it gets really messy. So just having like that agreement is is a really good idea. Wow. Yeah. No, those are good tips. Yes, very good tips. Thank you. So now you do workshops, like you said before. Um, what are those like? What topics are your favorite to talk about? And like what do people say to you after the fact? Like, are they like asking more questions about trademarks or do you talk about other genres? Yeah, most of the time I talk about a lot of different things. Um, Most of the time I talk about trademarks because that's most of what I do. And honestly, that's most of what people like want to hear about because Mm -hmm. it's it's a complicated thing and people are always like, what is it? Um, So that's like usually what I'm talking about. But I also talk about other things like how to just like start a business, you know, like the LLC stuff that we talked about and, all that kind of stuff. Or sometimes I'll talk about like how to hire people, all that kind of stuff. But really I look at the speaking things. Um, honestly, for me, it's like, it's a good way to get clients. And also it's just a good way to travel and have it be a business expense. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm all about, you know, it's like, get me to that conference in Hawaii. <laughs> that's awesome. So I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about if I can go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, same. I'll ride with you. <laughs> yeah. So you've gotten clients through your um, speaking engagements? I do. Yeah. So usually the thing that I will do is I'll always hang around afterwards and be like, if you have questions on it, mm-hmm. like come talk to me. I also will like 
try to actually give them inv- like helpful information in my speech. Like I, d- I hate those speakers that are just like trying to pitch their stuff. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always try to like not do that. And I'm just like, if you do want to learn more, come talk to me afterwards. But otherwise, like I'll just tell you as much as I know now, um, which I think people like. And then the other thing that um, that really helps to like bring people to your website and get them booking with you is like having a download that you talk about at the end of your thing. So you're like, okay, we're talking about trademarks. And then if you want to learn more, here's like the guide. Or if you want to get the slides that we just talked about, like go to our website, it's all there. Um, And that's really good to like, uh, just get people to like come to your website. You'll see it like the same day. You kind of, you can look in like your analytics of your website and see the same day that you did that, like 200 people came to your website and you're like, okay, I guess it, I guess it worked. Yeah, definitely. They're following back up to make sure that they don't forget what they, yeah, your talk. Absolutely. Now going back to you personally, what do you have advice wise for someone who wants to pursue law? Like you said, you thought you hated it, but then you ended up loving it because you found basically your niche that you built your business off of. So what advice do you have for someone who wants to get into law? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think that it's like, I think the first thing is like, make sure that you actually really want to do law first. Like a a lot of people like really are like, I don't know what I want to do. So I think I'll go to law school. And that is not a good idea as somebody who personally did that myself. I'm like, that's probably not the best idea because I feel like I lucked, I, I feel like I lucked into creating something that I really like, but I know that most people who don't love law are like not super happy with it. So if that's something that you're like already really passionate about, yeah, go for it. But if you're like, oh, I don't really know, then it's like, I'd say, meh. Yeah. yeah. Or you're wanting to do it because your family. Yeah. Is yeah. Or your family's in it or you think that you're going to get rich. It's like, if you're trying to get rich, go into finance, like don't go into law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brother's like 24 and he has like a finance degree and he makes like way more money than me. So like finance is like the way to go. Um, uh, but, man. <laughs> uh, and then like, if so, if you are like really interested in it, I think the thing um, about law that's like that is kind of missing, but also is kind of great is like there's not a ton of innovation in it right now. So um, mm-hmm. if you're somebody that's like really innovative and you, you know, you want to be an entrepreneur and all these things like law, I think is a great place for it because everybody else is like not on the same page. Like, like there's not that many lawyers on Instagram. And, and if there are, they're not like doing cool things on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like there's maybe like 10 lawyers on Instagram <laughs> that I think are worth following. Um, or, you know, like, and when we tell people, like I, when I'm, when I say like, I get most of our, our clients from Instagram, like other lawyers are like, what is that? Like, how do you, how does it even work? Um, so I think it's like, like be on YouTube, be on Instagram, like all these cool things. Like, and I think that there's so much opportunity there because nobody else is doing it. Everybody else is like being really boring in a suit going to their office with all their leather bound books and whatever. And that's true. You can have fun with it. You don't have to I, yeah. I, like, I think you had it on your website that you're not wearing like Brooks Brothers suits, but you're wearing jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah. by the Bell on right now. Uh, nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I recently just started watching this YouTube series called Zach Morris is Trash, and it's all about how like Zach Morris is a trash human being, and it's so true. And now I'm like, I can't believe I liked this show because it was terrible. Oh my gosh, we'll have to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were ever Saved by the Bell fan, you need to watch this YouTube series. All right, you heard it, everybody. Check it out. (laughs) So we always like to ask our interview guests, like, what is their go-to self-care routine? And so that could be 
a beauty routine. It could be a health and wellness routine, but what's kind of like your go-tos? I've got a whole system down. So All right, let's hear it. We okay. love it. So it starts with um, a bath with bath bombs. I love the bath bombs. Love I them. do I do a, um, a mask. It's the mermaid mask from this company called Leilani, which is in Hawaii. And like all their stuff is just beautiful. And it smells so good. Like it smells like fruity pebbles, but in like a good way, not like in a chemical way, but like, in yeah, a, it's incredible. And it's like, it's green. And so it's, it's fun. And then um, margarita on the rocks with salt mm. on the rim in my bubble bath. That's my thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that sounds great. I would do this like nightly. I'm probably gonna do this tonight because it sounds so good. Yeah, now it's in your brain. <laughs> yeah. And is there anything else you want our listeners to take away from this interview? Ooh, that's a really good question. Okay, I would say if you're thinking about starting a small business, do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people get freaked out because they're like, it's, you know, it's something like, I don't know, I don't know if I can like quit my job to do this. And it's like, it doesn't need to be a thing where you quit your job on day one. Like my business was a side hustle. Like even my law firm was a side hustle for two years. Like I still had like a actual job. So, you know, it's like something that you can do on the side and like just build it into something. Um, and just make sure that like, as you go along, you're protecting it because, you know, from day one, like it's not going to be worth that much because it's new and, you know, you're building it, but eventually it will be. And so if it's not protected, like from the start, then by the time you get to a place where it's like, worth something like with my beauty brand, um, then it's like, you know, sometimes it can be too late and you have to kind of like go back to square one, which is just a real bummer and it's expensive. So I would say like, you know, sometimes it's worth it to just like protect it in increments. Yeah. Along the way. And that's the other thing I would say too, is like, we're, you know, we're talking about like LLCs and trademarks and contracts and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't want you to feel like you have to add all this to your to-do list. Like right now, mm-hmm. cause I know that you, like everybody has so much stuff on there already, especially if you're like doing a business or a podcast or whatever it is. Um, so just like kind of start small. You don't have to have all this stuff figured out. It's just stuff to do along the way. Yeah. That, that's nice to know that you don't need to have everything completed day one, ready to roll that it can be more of a stepwise process. Yeah, absolutely. Like just find a way to make it, you know, work for you and don't yep. feel bad about not having it done. Like it happens, you know, like I'm an attorney and I lost my brand because of a trademark. So like it happens and we just move on. Very well said. So where can everyone find you besides Instagram, but tell us your Instagram yeah, this is your handle to plug. You can find me at sproutlaw.com, S-P-R-O-U-T law, L-A-W dot com or on instagram i'm just at sprout law well thank you so much for joining us we loved having you absolutely thanks so much for having me you guys are a blast thanks for listening to today's episode we hope you enjoyed it be sure to follow subscribe and share our podcast Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.